the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so the most corrupt is something we knew. The most incompetent, anybody who's ever fo- followed politics in the last 50 years knows it's Joe Biden. The weakest is what he'll be remembered as, as now we negotiate with terrorism. And we're constantly bending over, like Paul Pelosi on Thanksgiving. In the meantime, how do you pick which 50 get freed? Has anybody discussed this? Let's go to the dimwit in diapers. Well, first, good morning. I want to say a few words about the ongoing effort to bring home the hostages. And, uh, and Hamas has been holding since October the 7th. We've been working on this intensively for weeks, as you all know. I've spoken recently about it with both the Prime Minister Netanyahu and the uh, Amir Qatar. Now, who did they cut the deal with? Because the upper echelon lives in Qatar. And by the way, did he cut the deal before he went to David Rubenstein's house in Nantucket? You know who David Rubenstein is, Squirrel, don't you? Carlisle Group, another defense contractor, scallywag, with roots that go from IMF Bank all the way to every policy in foreign policy this government ever cut. In the meantime, we weren't always this weak. We had certain standards, and it was something that even Democrats, up until Barack Obama, Even Democrats abided by. And that was, you did not negotiate with 7th century yard gnome terrorists. When terrorism strikes, civilization itself is under attack. No nation is immune. There's no safety in silence or neutrality. If we permit terrorism to succeed anywhere, it will spread like a cancer eating away at civilized societies and sowing fear and chaos everywhere. This barbarism is abhorrent, and all of those who support it, encourage it, and profit from it are abhorrent. They are barbarians. So you have 50 people you've agreed to release. 50 people out of 240 hostages. We now know we have upwards of 40 kids. So are you going to let all the kids go? And the old women. How exactly are you going to let it go? And what exactly? Let's bring in assistant professor of political science at Northwestern University, Danny Gilbert. Danny, thank you so much for speaking with us. As you just heard, the Israeli government is set to approve a deal to free about 50 hostages in exchange for a five-day ceasefire and the release of Palestinian women and children in those Israeli jails. This is really the first time the Israeli cabinet has. I think that I'm nauseous about the fact that you would negotiate with these people. You see, that means they're winning. 
their plan is working. Now, we all understand that for generations, they hide behind their women and children because like their phony God, they're cowards. Only there's no well to crawl in, so they build tunnels, 300 miles of tunnels. Not to mention, it appears to be more than just a one-front war. In fact, it looks like a three-front war, doesn't it? On a deal like this, talk to us about how significant this is. It's tremendously significant, not only for uh, its context in the fact that Israel has long dealt with hostage-taking scenarios and uh, how this plays into the history of hostage-taking between Israel and Palestinian militants, but also for the families and for the hostages who will be uh, hopefully coming. See, the problem is, and you see this in the once great city of Chicago, you get used to corruption, you get used to losing, and before you know it, you're hopeless. So now I'm going to be lectured to by some professor at Northwestern. Yet I wonder what it's like to be a family member of the hostages that do not get released. Are you excited? Or how much longer does your family member have to get tortured? And in the meantime, how many of these 7th century savages yelling Aloha snack bar are there attacking people? Houthi rebels from Yemen were seen storming a cargo ship in the Red Sea. The Houthis... No blowfish. Take it easy, Kamala. We'll get to you later, tramp. In the meantime, what are they from Yemen and what are they seizing the ship for? Doesn't Great Britain own it, you stupid morons? In a video released by the Iran-backed group on Monday, its fighters appeared to land by helicopter onto the top deck. They brandished weapons at the ship's crew and ordered them to lie down. The seized ship, the Galaxy Leader, is now in Yemen's Hodeida port area. See, and this will continue to happen because there isn't a man in charge of American policies, not one. Especially when you look at our Congress. He's not a man either. When terrorism strikes, civilization itself is under attack. No nation is immune. There's no safety in silence or neutrality. But what does it look like when it goes forward? Now you're just begging that the 50 that get released maybe are the ones you're interested in. It's like Chicago. When, they, when they're handing out benefits, you hope it comes to you. And that's the reality. And then you, you realize... We're doing it on these shores. In fact, Joe Biden is negotiating with the cartels that run Mexico. While in San Francisco, I also met with President of Mexico. Together, we committed to expanding law enforcement cooperation and intelligence sharing. Now, this ignores the facts that we have El Chapo, the head of the Sinaloa cartel, who brags openly about owning the Mexican president before Obador and bribing Obador. We know that it is a cartel front. We know that the cartels are the fifth largest employer in all of that third world hellhole Mexico, which sucks so bad we're dealing with a lot of the overflow in case you're not paying attention. And in the meantime, you agreed to do what? You see, he's an asset of the cartels. You don't agree. You talk like a man. But then again, I have to remember who I'm talking to, the dimwit in diapers. To better disrupt the flow of fentanyl and dismantle the violent chemical groups that traffic synthetic drugs in our communities. Off to Nantucket. Did you know, Squirrel, the Nantucket mansion was estimated four years ago to be worth $16 million. It's on 15 acres. He's an insider at the Carlisle Group who has profited from virtually every policy of not just Joe Biden, but a lot of the Bush policies, too. They like the Carlisle Group. In fact, isn't the Republican that's supposed to replace all of the nominees, Glenn Youngkin, wasn't he also with the Carlisle Group? Gee, I can't figure you guys out. You fooled me. We've made record seizures of fentanyl at the border this year. 
intercepting any dangerous drugs before they can get into the United States to do the damage. Any, any terms of the deal? Do we know anything about the deal? I know that the fentanyl will flow and will kill about 10, 15, maybe 40,000 more than we did last year because you're not going to stop jack fraud. You're in on the scam, and you've been, because you're also owned by the Chinese communists. During my meeting with President Xi, we took a critical step of resuming counter-narcotics cooperation between our two countries. So then it's all going to be better, right? So then the kids will stop dying, the drug deals, will, the cartels will stop ruining the once great cities like New York, New Jersey. Just pick a Democrat sewer where they thrive. But in the, in the meantime, are we going to get baby Kiefer back and his mother, or are we just going to get baby back? And will he have his head attached to his body? Any details? Gabe, you've been talking to U.S. officials. What are you learning about this potential deal? Well, hi there, Honor. Good morning. Well, U.S. officials have been stressing for days now that any potential deal is not a deal until it's all done. And we heard that from spokesman for the National Security Council. Gee, where did you get that from? Kamala Harris, moron? Yesterday. But I can tell you, Honor, just this morning, uh, a potential hostage deal, as you've been describing, has been taking shape. And we are hearing that from a senior U.S. official, also from an official familiar with the talks in the region. And these are the outlines of this deal. Again, as Kier mentioned, subject to Israeli approval, with the Israeli government convening its war cabinet in the next few hours follow, followed. Now, here's the good news. This is the propaganda the American people are hearing. The reason that they even wanted to cut a deal is that the Israelis, thank God, have destroyed at least 70% of these filthy 7th century Sharia law tyrants called Hamas. And the good news is, as recently as last night, they killed three more of the heads that were not located in Qatar. So all that will be left are the billionaires, like the one Joe Biden is having Thanksgiving dinner with. To the war in Israel, the IDF says it's taken out three Hamas company commanders in overnight airstrikes. This, as the Biden administration, makes it sound like we're getting closer to a potential hostage deal. See, the only hope is that Israel will say whatever they have to say to get their 50 back and then kill as many as it takes to get the rest back because there is no negotiating with terrorists. And we used to know this. Seven o'clock this evening, Eastern Time, air and naval forces of the United States launched a series of strikes against the headquarters, terrorist facilities and military assets that support Muammar Gaddafi's subversive activities. Colonel Gaddafi is not only an enemy of the United States. His record of subversion and aggression against the neighboring states in Africa is well documented and well known. He has ordered the murder of fellow Libyans in countless countries. He has sanctioned acts of terror in Africa, Europe, and the Middle East, as well as the Western Hemisphere. And for us to ignore, by inaction, the slaughter of American civilians and American soldiers, whether in nightclubs or airline terminals, is simply not in the American tradition. When our citizens are abused or attacked anywhere in the world on the direct orders of a hostile regime, we will respond so long as I'm in this Oval Office. I just wanted you to remember what it's like to have an American man in the office of power. How safe and secure all of us were. And if one hair was harmed on your head, people died. Because what happened after this squirrel is Ronald Reagan even bombed that filthy rat's house. And after that, you know what he did? He became a Saturday Night Live skit, traveled around with Swedish women as a security force, dressed around like a TSA agent, hopped around and he didn't make any sound afterwards. Because he knew that if he wiggled, Ronald Reagan would do so much what Trump did. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming and crying. And I 
Aloha snack bar. Self-defense is not only our right, it is our duty. It is the purpose behind the mission undertaken tonight. A mission fully consistent with Article 51 of the United Nations Charter. I salute the skill and professionalism of the men and women of our armed forces who carried out this mission. It's an honor to be your commander-in-chief. Boy, oh boy. It's a man, baby! That's a man, baby. And you know the difference now, Squirrel, is that the, uh, the armed forces... The people that are the Americans that are trying to become a member of the armed forces has never been lower. It's like the morale of our country. And the reason is everybody, whether instinctively or philosophically, knows what Joe Biden is, an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. He is Xi Jinping's Thanksgiving dinner, isn't he? Very important things we agree upon. In, in, in 2019, China essentially stopped direct shipments of fentanyl from China. In 2019, careful, people might figure out that's because we had a man in office. And since we had a dimwit in diaper, hundreds of thousands of Americans have been killed because the enemies of America are thriving as you weaken our nation. Now go have Thanksgiving di- dinner, whore, 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Now, the morons that support the 7th century Sharia law, barbarians. Ironically, when I see the women, it makes me chuckle as 90% of American women would be thrown off a roof. Like, oh, like 100% of homosexuals in the 7th century theocracies around the world. But to see a dimwit, an old hippie, proving that cute has an expiration date, as Susan Sarandon, lecture anybody about anything, kind of makes you feel that uh, maybe that New York Governor Holka isn't the dumbest woman in media. There are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim. In the- are you are you freaking? I mean, how stupid, how stupid, how many Jewish people has she even been around in her life? You would think a tremendous amount. She doesn't know Holocaust survivors. She has no gravity of exactly what we're talking about and the chaos in just the last hundred years, you moron. Now take your brow off and dance around because that's why anybody knows your name anyway, tramp. This country so often uh, subjected to violence. It's important to listen. It's important to yeah. have facts. It's a lot less entertaining since you got ugly, isn't it, Squirrel? Try to take a breath before you answer. And if it's possible, have a conversation. Have a conversation. Listen, you moron. Do you ever read a book? Well, here's the news. In the future, kids in particular in these Democrat third world hellholes that were once great cities like Chicago, New York, they're not going to be able to read or have any under, understanding or perspective of actual history. Here's the other dimwit, old hippie. Today I'm directing the director of Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services to develop media literacy tools for K-12 in our public schools. She's more dangerous than Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon's just an old faded movie queen. Kathy Holka is the governor of New York. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand 
How to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation and online hate. Wrong. Start talking about what we're seeing out there. Give the teachers the tools they need to help these conversations in school. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction. See, the beauty of America in 2023 is that even though kids are indoctrinated, the answers ultimately are in their fingertips. They have access to a computer that's five times as strong as the ones that launched the space program in this country. They can get the answer to every question they ever had, which is why we don't need school anymore. And when you have them in these camps, what they will do from now until we make it stop is censor the true history. Because if these kids ever do read, what they'll figure out is that the mafia, gangster government, has never delivered on one policy in a bipartisan way, but the Democrats specifically. Never one policy. And all they have are these old Marxist whores like Susan Sarandon and Kathy Holka. At least they're not as unattractive as, say, anybody with the name Pritzker. We can better inoculate them from hatred and the spread of it. Listen to the language. Inoculate them from hatred. So the experience of life itself is to be taken away. And now the only opinion you have is the government opinion. You think that's Orwellian? That's bigger than Orwellian. That's hardcore Marxist, or as it's now known, American Democrat policy. And help prepare them for a very fast-moving and often confusing world. It's not confusing at all. You're a dimwit, corrupt, fascistic whore who profits from policy and makes all good people pay. Well, you wield the rule of law as a weapon, you fraud. But shouldn't I just say Democrat? Tim and Zion. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? I'm good, Tim. How are you? I think, I, I think that... Uh, when Reagan came into power there, that we weren't at a, a more safer time. I mean, the 80s were awesome. It was like the best decade. All my kids were were born in the 80s. Times was better in the 80s. He put down all the, you know, these uh, lowlifes over there in the Middle East that wanted to kill us. He, he brought down the Berlin Wall. I mean, what more could you have asked for? Well, the other thing that he did is he made the, the scum here in America aware that he was not going to tolerate now the problem he had was a vice president who was a piece of dung and that guy operated in the shadows and strapped reagan with a lot of policies but the most important thing he did he was the right guy at the right time right behind another moron dimwit democrat and that's what we're going to need the question is will the voters the the voting system allow anything even close to an honest election that's the only question i have tim because i have no illusion that the next election will be different than last the one that trump won in 2020 and yet here we are strapped with the dimwit in diapers and the real benefit the, the real the blessing to all corrupt aspects in america and worldwide they are thriving as we are experiencing what about 40 percent inflation for thanksgiving dinner thank you very yeah, much tim right. the good news is hopefully hopefully we can get the right person in there, and it'll be corrected shortly. Jim Lyle. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Paisan. Happy Thanksgiving. I, uh, I'm, I'm you and uh, Carlene and Squirrel. I really think that people like Kathy Hochul must think that people like us put our intelligence in a blind trust. It's not supposed to reach back to our experiences and, like, say, do you have your freaking mind? Yeah. I mean, 
what else could what else, what else can you explain these people? Well, the, the reality is ignorance is what they thrive on. Ignorance and corruption. So th- what these people represent are the main reason that if you can in any way keep your kids out of the government schools, you need to do it. Because what they produce are morons. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I want everybody's heard about the bird. At least 300 livestock, goats scattered throughout the desert. In the meantime, that's what happens when the 7th century yard gnomes, the Sharia law. Ironically, Susan Sarandon, who would have been thrown off a roof 40 years ago, she's going to stick up for him. No, huh, dummy? You don't have to go through the entire history of that region. You can just show the babies that have been dying in incubators. Well, that doesn't work, dummy. We've been showing you the babies you've been murdering 2,500 a day. And it doesn't matter. You still support killing the babies, baby murderer. You know, in the meantime, Squirrel, I think it's hard for me because being old, born in the 60s, our, our movie stars were men and women of principle and character. Heroes who fought for this country. Heroes who fought against Nazis. Like the one Susan Sarandon is sticking up for. You ever hear this about here? I'm, I'm gonna, you're not going to believe who this is. He grew up so poor that the first time he ate three meals in one day was when he was drafted by the Army Air Force in 1943. He was a nose gunner on a B-29 Super Fortress, where he would fly 25 missions throughout 1945, most of them over the Japanese mainland and surrounding islands. His name was Corporal Charles Dennis Bukinski, and it was during a bombing run over the critical Hodegaya chemical plant where he was riddled with machine gun fire as the bomber approached the target. Bleeding profusely, Bukinski refused aid as he remained at his gun and fought off an onslaught of fighters until they returned safely, earning a Purple Heart. The world would come to know him as Charles Bronson, one of Hollywood's most bankable tough guy leading men. An American. That's what it used to be like. Not communists and Marxists and fascists and socialists, but men. Now I got to listen to some moron that would have been thrown off of a building by Hamas. Celebrate Hamas. Don't read. Whatever you do, don't read. And that should be the Democrats' mantra. Because if you read, you will figure out that for 100 years, not only have they ruined formerly great places like Chicago, but not one policy ever worked. And they get away with it. They get away with it. And by the way, Ed Burke's going to get away with it, too. Testimony continues today in the corruption trial of former Chicago alderman Ed Burke. Focus is expected to shift to an alleged scheme to pressure the owners of a Burger King to do business with Burke's firm. Big deal. He's going to skip out of there like it was Rush Street at four in the morning. The only difference is he won't have a hangover and be with $30 whores. Uh, Maybe. George in Naperville. Yes, Sean, do you think the proliferation of all these marijuana shops will help inoculate Americans from reality? You couldn't get bread in the Soviet Union, but you could get all the vodka you wanted. You think that was an accident? 
A stupid public is exactly the target for these Democrat moron scum profiteering mafia members like uh, Ed Burke or Kathy Hochul. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, happy Thanksgiving. I just heard uh, before your show that the problem with Mr. Biden is the media does not have good lighting on the president. Can you believe that? He looks like a fracking corpse. Did you see how moronic? He can't even walk with the dead man. Then the cake on fire. Almost set that plastic face of his on fire. Moron that he is. But that's all right. He's the perfect stooge. He's the perfect stooge. They've never made the money they're making today. All signed checks by Republicans. By the way, you you, you know what you reminded me of? Did you know, Eduardo, that in this continuing resolution that the Republicans passed, did you know that uh, Zelensky and his Rolls-Royce dealership, they make more money? Oh, it's true, Eduardo. In fact, it's today. Here's Lloyd Austin. I believe a Raytheon broker, right? Ukraine, thank you. Thank you. For this. Thank you. I'm a phony tough guy. I was a comedian. I danced in high heel shoes and a halter top, but now I'm a warrior. I'd slap the taste out of your mouth meeting and for your coming is very important signal for ukraine thanks uh, where's your wife is she in paris shopping like the other ones where's the money hey whore where's the money congress bipartisans the the message that i bring you today mr president is that the united states of america is with you we will remain with you Uh what about a ceasefire ceasefire by the way we now know that at least three hundred thousand plus Ukrainians are dead. Where's the ceasefire? Are they not as important as the Hamas members? Through uh, for the long haul. Where's that dimwit without her bra, Susan Sarandon, calling for a ceasefire in uh, in the Azov Battalion-run Ukrainian corrupt government? Dave Downers Grove. Yeah, yeah, Sean. First, I want to thank you for that Charles Bradshaw. That guy was the best kidding me and, and and how about the guy from green acres a hero in the marine didn't want to talk about it never acknowledged it you see the difference in character now we've got these side saddle pansies communists telling us how yeah. how to be communist scum of the earth they really are and these and these, these kids that are fighting for uh protesting for palestine don't they know that the reason this is because people just like them protesting for peace were murdered by Hamas on October 7th. You're reasoning with people that want this country to pay to have 2,500 babies killed a day, and they're using the babies of Hamas as some sort of a defense against supporting a terrorist organization that not only killed thousands, but kidnapped hundreds. Do you, see, you think you're going to reason with them? Now try to figure out how you're going to tell them, hey, your economic scheme is Keynesianism Ponzi. You think they're going to understand it? Absolutely not. Well, no critical thinking. They can't think logically. But here's what they know. Here's what they know, Dave. They got a little bump in their Thanksgiving expenses. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalanda. back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss states paying out Thanksgiving EBT benefits earlier. I mean, like, today. So definitely check your cards. Woo! You got that magic money! On your EBT card. Don't worry. Cranberry's up 60%. We give you 60%. Now just keep voting for the dimwood in diapers. And by the way, his face isn't plastic. He's a, he's alive. We swear he is. Uh, Craig, Mount Graham. 
Oh, John, thanks for taking my call. No okay. Problem. Israel, the government and everything, they've got these uh, insincere hypocrites all figured out, all these people that fall all over Oz uh, and everything like that, that they're good people and don't be hurting them and everything. The same way that all these hypocrite leftists fall all over the, um, the um, uh, uh, people that immigrants are not. So what, what the, one of those government people did is wrote that letter and says, hey, you, all the different governments and all the different places all over the place, you, you guys should be taking them in. You could be taking these people in and have them in, have them in uh, for your neighbors and have them in real because they realize that these people are savages and evil and you can't have them anywhere What's around. What's shocking any, uh, to me, uh, why, isn't, why isn't Afghanistan taking them all? I mean, they're they're point five percent developed. They got a whole country. They're the Taliban. They're a terrorist organization. Why aren't they taking them? Or Houthis in Iran? Ooh, the blowfish. No, not the vice president. Squirrel your mind. I tell you, you got a one track mind. In the meantime, why isn't uh, Lebanon welcoming welcoming them? You're not going to welcome them? No, you're not welcome. What about welcome? You're welcome. We all believe. And by the way, let's throw the homosexuals off as the homosexuals in America talk about how virtuous Hamas is. You idiots. Rich, Indianapolis Park. Hey, John, how you doing tonight? A little aggravated. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm aggravated, too. John, with all this tension going on in uh, not only the United States, but around the world, we got people here like Goldman who was uh, calling for the uh, killing of an ex-president, and then you got people in Congress that are supporting terrorist groups, and you got these college kids terrorizing uh, these... Uh, these Jewish uh, students, mm-hmm. how long do you think it's going to be before uh, uh, we either have a terrorist attack in this country or some type of civil war? To me, it looks like something's, something's going to blow up. How about Monday? I, I, by Monday. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Right. I'll say by Monday. Yeah. In the meantime, you know what, Rich, I learned over uh, my last night? I did a little research into the Levi Strauss fortune. You know, it's a staggering amount of money. Did you know, Squirrel, that uh, one of the first American multi-million dollar companies, it's true, and Dan Goldman is an heir of the Levi Strauss fortune. But did you know, Squirrel, they made their fortune because they were an American company, employed Americans. In fact, they still tout that. But Squirrel, is it true? And if not, would a congressman who benefits from foreign governments, should he be involved in government if he's creating policy that enrich his own uh, assets, like the Levi Strauss Company. Welcome to another episode of Is It Made in the USA, where I tell you if it's made in the USA. Today we're in Target, taking a look at Levi's. Let's find out. All right, let's start off with some of their light wash jeans. As you can see, these are made in Cambodia. Moving on to their high-waisted straight jeans. Let's see if we can find a tag here. As you can see, made in Pakistan. All right, let's take a look at their 550 style. Grab a tag here. Made in Egypt. Alright, let's look at their denizen variety as well, which are all over Target. Grab a tag here. Made in Bangladesh. So sadly, the classic American Levi Strauss brand is made pretty much everywhere but the USA these days. I think it- And what sickens me is I've worn them forever, Squirrel. I will never buy anything again. Made by the Levi Strauss Fraud Company that produced from the fruit of that one American entrepreneur's loins a loathsome scumbag like Dan Goldman. 312-642-5600. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. 
560, the answer. What did I say earlier, Squirrel, in the opening? If you are a low-life, wretched scum, enemy of Americanism, you are thriving in the Biden administration. They're the only ones. And it leads me to another story that ties right into that. A strike involving Amazon delivery drivers is spread here to Chicago. Drivers picketed outside an Amazon warehouse yesterday. How come they don't say it's the Teamsters? How you doing? With the two horse heads. The same ones that cost thousands, thousands of UPS employees their job and the stock to plummet $80. The same one that costs tens of thousands of UAW workers to lose their job. How come they don't advertise that they're the heads? How you doing? Near 35th and Ashland, it's the latest in a string of strikes that began back in June when Amazon drivers in California tried to unionize with the Teamsters. Well, they claim Amazon refused to recognize the union contract and fired those drivers. Since then, walk-offs have hit Amazon facilities in nine different states. Drivers are calling for better pay and safer working conditions. By the way, those nine states, all half-ass, Democrat, mafia, gangster wannabe states. Yes, they are. Here's some bad news. Not only will people lose their jobs, as always, when the organized labor mafia comes into town, but it turns out that for the transgenders... Right there in Chicago, one of the oldest clubs, 40 years, the transvestites were prancing around and dancing and whatnot. I believe the coat check girl looks a lot like one of the first ladies we've recently had. They were trying to unionize. Well, it turns out the owners of the Berlin Chicago decided, ah, how about we just close? And they released, as of today, at least that's when I got it, some of the demands of the union for the transvestites. All workers that work one day a week, seven to five hours. To be considered full-time employees, all workers that one work one day a week to get full benefits, health care, pension, vacation pay, sick pay. All workers that work one day a week to get full paid health care of $969 a month. And when they say work, do they mean prance around in high heels? Oh, come on. Get people to do that all day long. All workers that work one day a week to get pension contributing of $635 a month. A $13 a raise for bartenders that currently make an average of $57 an hour at the Berlin Club. $13 raise for barbacks that currently make an average of $47 an hour. A $13 raise for coat check workers, which is, I believe, where love was found between a president and first lady, uh, that now make currently $35 an hour. A $10 an hour raise for security workers. Boy, oh boy, security in a transvestite joint. You might be the only ones that deserve a raise. You currently make $22 an hour. Well, here's the good news. Um, you could still unionize. The bad news is you got no place to unionize because they're closed after 40 years. And that will be the story of numerous bars and restaurants that were dumb enough to think that Democrats cared about actual private entities rather than their own corrupt labor extortion mafias. 312-642. Oh, I have a guest coming up. All right, I got a guest coming up. You're going to love it after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... I've had the pleasure of having my next guest on 
She's the perfect guest at the perfect time. She's a forensic psychiatrist, an expert witness, the best-selling, award-winning author of four books, two on terrorism, two on relationships. Now that America is surrendering to terrorists, we need to have a relationship with them. She is Dr. Carol Lieberman. Dr. Lieberman, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? You're welcome. Not that kind of a relationship, though. <laughs> oh, I know. But it's just, it's so, it's so nauseating to see America and the civilized world be in the situation we're in. That's the part I find Absolutely. nauseating. And, you know, the letter, when the letter came out, uh, uh, you know, first of all, bin Laden is, a, is an interesting character only in his relationship with American intelligence for, the, for, for a vast majority of his life. So when the letter resurfaced last week and you see these 20-something-year-old kids celebrate it as if it's, as if it's uh, true or as if it shouldn't be looked at with a skeptical eye, that bothers me. But more importantly, their willingness to believe what this scoundrel has said, that bothers me. But I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on it. Well, yes. Um, it, it is really shocking, you know, if... Um if anyone would have said back at 9-11 that 22 years later this would be happening, I mean, um, first of all, people would be devastated. I mean, even now, the families, of course, but are, are really upset uh, at this. But really, we all should be upset because, you know, what, what really most um, or many Americans, um, too many Americans, don't get is that uh, terrorists, their plan and that has been their plan for over a thousand years, is not just to destroy Israel and to kill Jews. It's to have global jihad. So Israel and the Jews are, are we're all Israel. You know, they were yeah. first. But really, it is the plan to attack uh, America <laughs> again, you know, and to enact Sharia law in America and all over the West. In, in Europe, in Western Europe, England and France, and Belgium and Germany, they are already under attack, like, practically every day. There is, it is every day in, in at least one of those countries. And we don't hear about that in the mainstream media. But that's already happening. Now, these women who have made a, a hero out of Osama bin Laden um, and who have put, put things on TikTok, um, they chose segments of his letter to America that were the most anti-Semitic. There was a lot more to his letter, and in any case, people should understand that the letter to America was really about a rationalization for why he attacked on 9-11. And so he gave all these reasons, you know, that, that how America is bad, and of course one of the reasons is that they support Israel. And, um, and, and there's so much more to it, you know, and of course now they have gone even beyond um, becoming a groupie of Osama bin Laden, they are now, some of them, uh, converting to Islam. Good. Good. Let them get what they want, because I don't think they could last a day. When I see Susan, Charan uh, Susan uh, Sarandon advocate yeah. for Hamas and Sharia law, she would have been thrown off a rooftop four decades ago. Yeah. The, the reality yeah, is, at a right. certain point, I want them to get what they deserve. It's like uh, uh, watching my fellow Chicago Democrats finally learn what sanctuary means. Uh, at a certain point, uh, is it wrong to take that attitude? Because the part that sickens me is how gullible they are. Because if I said that that letter was written by Halliburton, 
It would make more sense. <laughs> In the meantime, these gullible, sophomoric kids were never really taught how to think or to be suspicious or to understand the relationship between an ex-CIA operative like Osama bin Laden. Why is it that they don't even think? Do you think he really wrote it? Or do you think it was released after they they acquired the so-called assets? And what about all the other correspondence with the regular the other terrorists throughout the world? Does that trouble them? And and the fact that they cannot commingle. You know, do they understand what Sharia law is? Aside from not allowing women to learn, to read, they don't like a lot of the lifestyle choices that, say, 99.9% of American girls make. Yes. Um, yes, like the, the clothes that they wear and so on. You know, in fact, one of these so-called um, TikTok influencers, uh, and I'm not, I don't say her name because I don't want to give her publicity, but... Um, she on Instagram, they found pictures of her, um, you know, in skimpy clothes. So, like, here is these, they don't know what they're saying. I mean, they would never be allowed to do that. They would be killed, uh, most likely. And um, but the, but you know, you say good for them. But the problem is that even though they're ignorant and they're totally confused and all of that, and largely because they have been hearing and learning these things from the time that they were in school, because there are teachers t- talking about. You know, all of the anti-Semitic teachers, teachers talking about how you should hate America, all of that. So so even though they're confused and misguided and everything else, um, if they uh, convert or if they, you know, worship Osama bin Laden, um, they are going to continue doing things that are very aggressive, violent, uh, destructive to America. I mean, that is the thing. Just copying someone who was the lead destroyer of America so far. You know what's shocking to me, Doctor, is that, you know, the more you look back into history and you read the philosophers throughout history, whether you go to Aristotle, no matter how far back you can go, to the earliest writings, not only does everybody seem to have a f- better grasp of what the human condition is, But what you realize is here we are in the year 2023, and we are morons. Humanity is in its intellectual infancy. And when you have a group of insane theocrats and morons and beheading the babies, there is no hope for humanity. How could you come to any other conclusion when here we are with the progress of computers in our hand that could launch spaceships, and you still have millions of people, millions that are subscribing to this Ali Ali Oxen Free where they're trying to appease some moron who crawled in a well 1,200 years ago. I mean, at what point do you just cut them all off? And how do we do that? And just say, look, go terrorize your own fracking people. Leave everyone alone. Can we do that? Because I want to do that now. <laughs> that would be good. Um, you know, when you think about some of these philosophers way back when, Aristotle and Plato and so on, and you think about compare them to some of these people now, like on TikTok. I mean, it is a really a sad, a sad story um, of how. Compare them to Joe Biden. Compare them to American government. We are full of morons. Five hundred and thirty-five idiots. Yes, that is true. But and yes, I I get very depressed about that um, a lot of the time. However, I then pick myself up and continue you know, to work towards um, helping people understand all these things, um, you know, doing my work as the, as the terrorist therapist. I have a podcast called The Terrorist Therapist Show where I talk about all of these kinds of things, try to get people to understand really what's going on. Um, I write books and so on. 
And um, you ha- everybody has to do what they can do because we can't just give up or else America really is going to be destroyed. No, I don't want to give up. You know what I want to do? I want to stop enriching them. I want to stop giving them our money. I want to stop pretending that these are countries where the people have to live like slaves and then pretend that the people in this country that want me to vote for American dictators are somehow sympathetic to slavery. To watch these, ki- these people like Susan Sarandon and the Democrats in general pretend to advocate for children when we in this country kill 2,500 kids a day through Planned Parenthood. Just Planned Parenthood. Not to mention the chaos in these big cities. When you see Chicago and the numbers of a good weekend are if only 11 kids get shot and killed. It's a, it's a despicable uh, contradiction in, in thought that I have a hard time having. But to watch the women in this country, the very women who advocate for equality of women and all the rest of it, cheer mm-hmm. for these barbarians is something I'm really having a hard time. Why is it that these kids are, are women? And, you know, Susan Sarandon's an old broad. No offense, but she is. How could she do that? Is she that stupid? Yes, it is really shocking. Well, you know, in part, uh, some of the protesters, like, for example, BLM and LGBTQ+, um, they they are attracted to, um, they identify with the Palestinians because the Palestinians, they have been told, you know, are these put-upon people, these poor victims. And so other people who identify with victimhood and claim that they are victims um, are, you know, feel that they should support these victims, support the Palestinians, support Hamas, for that matter, um, because, you know, they, they have like a kinship. They don't understand any of this, but that's what they connect to. Are you, um, are you surprised by the same administration that touts... Uh, Women in the administration that touts the transvestite, uh, what's his name, Rachel Levine, they don't even mention it. They don't even mention it. That this group, this Hamas, these people couldn't exist, not only in government, in the regular, in, in the general life. And, and something I, I, I've watched go away since October 7th is even conversation, aside from a couple of stations like mine, there really isn't conversation in the media writ large. Do you think that this um, should be addressed? And what is the smartest way to address it? Should it be addressed by Donald Trump, by the Republicans who are running for president? But at a certain point, when you display this kind of cowardice, isn't this exactly what the 7th century barbarian theocrats want us to do? Aren't we acting exactly as they want us to? Yes, you mean to pretend that nothing really is going on? Or that they're legitimate, or this is normal to pretend that they have a grievance and a legitimate stance as they have 240 people held captive from a one-year-old baby to an 80-year-old woman, and they're going to release 50, and we pretend this is progress. Yes, yes. Um, I know it is is interesting how there has been less uh, attention in the media to what's going on there. Um, And, of course, we have... Biden and Obama talking out of both sides of their mouth, um, you know, trying to, to appease everybody or pretend that they are. Um, and, you know, well, the, the Israel, you know, the problem is that Israel, of course, they want um, the hostages back, but they don't want, they can't give much of a pause. I mean, every day of a pause 
allows Hamas and all the other terrorists in that neighborhood to um, to gather the more weapons and to make more plans and, and strategize and so on to attack Israel, to continue to attack Israel. So they, they're really stuck between a, a rock and a hard place, you know. And, and I know that there are some people in Israel um, who are who are protesting and want the hostages back. And of course, it's understandable, but it, not at the price of, of even worse attacks on Israel. As a psychiatrist, how do you explain the similarities between these two people is really quite shocking. They have many of the same similarities. There's Wait, differences of, 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 of Arabs and the Jews. And for a while... It looked as if there could be some sort of a understanding of coexistence. But the reality is that was a lie. And they were lying to the rest of the world that the reality is this specific religion does not want a Jew alive. Is that fair to say? And why are so many human beings, Americans in particular, but around the world, unwilling to discuss that? And this notion of a two-state solution, it's always been a two-state solution. I don't understand why we are entertaining people who can only live if an entire other section of people that have a lot of similarities are annihilated. This, this is something I can't wrap my head around. Now, I admittedly am not a religious person, but this kind of a dispute is beyond moronic to me. Well, first of all, um, you know, the, the people who have been, the, the Palestinians or Hamas, who have been captured by Israelis, are talking about, um, we kind of knew this anyway before, that they, Hamas gets money the more, that, this is the way that they can get money, like from Iran, by making these attacks. And in fact, when it's been peaceful for too long, they have to make a new attack to get, to have a reason for Iran to give them more money. And, of course, you know, America is giving Iran and other terrorist oh. countries billions. Um, and yet they stand in front, you know, and they say, oh, well, we're standing with Israel, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, they're giving billions and billions of dollars to Iran and other terrorists. So um, we are, I mean, that's, I think that it comes from the top. I think the buck stops at Obama. Um, I, I blame him for most of this. Oh, yeah. Joe he, Biden is, yeah, doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. He, he doesn't know if he has slip-ons well, on or sandals. He doesn't know. Right. And he, so Obama is, is uh, pulling the strings of Biden. Biden was only too happy to have this attack happen now, the attack on Israel, because we were getting too close to all of his crime family shenanigans. Yes. Is, is it the psyche of man, the fear factor, where they're willing to always turn over their judgment? to uh, people who say they're experts, is that how they've maintained power? Because when you look through history, they don't have one policy that's ever worked. And when I say they, I mean government in total. But the reality is, why are we still complacent to a government that has lied, cheated, and stolen from us? Yes. Well, you're talking about, you're talking about the White House or some other I'm government? talking about the psyche of Americans that, that, that <laughs> refuse to admit at a certain point you have to cut ties with a government that doesn't only re that not represent you, but that profits from, and, and continues to lie yes. and cheat and steal from yes. you. I mean, they don't have a policy, doctor. Not one. It is shocking to me. It, you know, and, and American, Americans have to take responsibility, at least those who voted for Joe Biden, have to take responsibility for the mess that we're in. Because um, 
I actually was talking back when Joe was running from his basement, telling people uh, as a forensic psychiatrist who does these kinds of tests on people like in court cases in terms of competency, trying to warn people that he had encroaching dementia. And now, of course, it's been encroaching ever since. And um, and and that is why he's so uh, malleable by Obama to Obama. But we have to we have to wake up and and realize that that America is really going down the tubes in all these different ways. You know, from Obama, Biden, the left, um, these these now these protesters and and yeah. <laughs> people converting and and um, becoming groupies of Osama. I mean, what do you think that that is? It, of course, it's, it's bringing down America. It's, it's all, I see, they're, you know, they're working together in a sense, or at least they believe the same kinds of things, which is the destruction of America. Yeah. You know what it is, too, Doctor? When I grew up, if a guy was 65 years old, he was considered an old man. You remember that when we were kids? guy was 65. You were mm-hmm. like, wow, he's too old. He better retire. I blame Viagra because ever since we started to pretend that these old men were still men, I've seen the destruction of my country. But in the meantime, you could work on that for your fifth book. I love having you on. I love the fact that you approach things from the <laughs> psychology of humanity. She is Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. You're very welcome. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I have to tell you, Squirrel, I can't believe we're negotiating with these... I can't believe it. You say this was a military operation, but the result of it was that hundreds yeah, of civilians see, the, were killed. Because the area is very wide, and there are many people there, and there was clashes and confrontation. It's no, not confrontation. No, you invaded I, I houses. I details what happened inside. But I, I can tell you that we didn't have any intention or decision to call the civilians. How do you justify killing people as they sleep? You know, families. How do you justify killing hundreds of people? I want to stop this uh, interview. You lying rat pig barbarian. I hope you're one of the ones dead. I remember when we used to celebrate such things. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming, and crying. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out so that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave various countries, including the United States, they should see how he died. He didn't die a hero. He died a coward, crying, whimpering, screaming, and bringing three kids with him. Well, that's what they do. They love to use the kids. They call them the pioneers of liberation and the Sword of Jerusalem summer camps run by Hamas and Islamic Jihad. These videos posted by Memory, the Middle East Media Research Institute, show what the youth of Gaza are doing this summer. We did not come here to enjoy ourselves or to play or anything like that. We came with our souls, our blood, our martyrs, and our wounded to sacrifice ourselves for Palestine and for our people. He's seven. Seven! Democrats don't really care about the kids. And then you look at some of the news headlines. Some updates to some Democrat elected officials that have been uh, 
I don't know, caught in some sort of a scandal? Decades in prison. That's the sentence for the former mayor of College Park after he took a plea deal in a child pornography case. Denise joined. You remember him, Squirrel. He's the one that was celebrated with Pete Buttigieg. He's gay, and that's why he was elected mayor. Well, that's specifically why he was embraced by the Democrat Party. Well, it turns out, Squirrel, he's a little more than gay. He's a frackin' pedophile scum. May he burn in hell. ...with the new developments. Denise. Well, Nikki, Patrick Wohan will spend 30 years in prison after he pled guilty to 140 counts stemming from child pornography possession and distribution. It's a dramatic fall from grace for a man who served as College Park's mayor for seven years. Today, the state's attorney defended the sentence. Defended the sentence? You should put him in the guillotine. You know what? Let's send him over to Hamas with a feather duster hanging out of his ass. Mark in Oaklawn. Joan, you're on fire, man. I tell you what, I listen to you. I just smile, and uh, I tell you, you know, you should you should come back to Illinois. You're really missing the boat. We need you to run for an office. Yeah. There's so many there's so many slugs over here. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm desperate. We need a leader. Do you think you know, the you, women? You, do you think the women that want to kill their babies in their belly and feel good about it, and, and want other guys to write the check? You think they're going to vote for me? You think the people who vote for Sean Caston, the green energy boon swindler? Con artist fraud? They're going to vote yeah, for me? Come on, brother. How about Pritzker? I'm always that looking, fat bastard. I'm always, he I'm looking, wants to wash his genitals. He needs to hire a midget. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, Sean, I'm always looking for hope, and you bring me a little hope when I listen to you. But I wanted to ask you about, you know, the whole thing with Palestine and Israel. You know, it's, it's like, you know, there's good people. There's good Palestinians. There's good Jews. But the problem is... You get 10% of the people that are politicians or, or these Hamas, you know, these radical, uh, they want to take everything over. And they I, know, use religion. I know a Palestinian. Okay? And I, I, I know mean, him for decades. And you want to know something? He's the best yeah. American in the world because he understands what it's like to live under a theocrat. And he's still, he's still a Muslim person. But he is not a terrorist supporting fraud. And what's going on now? It embarrasses him, and it makes him sick to his stomach because the idiots in America, they don't understand what they're supporting. These, all of these women and all of these people, they would live like slaves if they were not part of Hamas or their hierarchy. And they don't understand that. It's just the disgusting you know, John, display there, of ignorance. There, I got a question for you. Is there any difference between, uh, say, like these Hamas terrorists and, and say, like, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, take me with this. With the grain of salt, the politicians over here in America. Look at George W. Bush in the Iraq War. Is there a difference between Hamas and him? What happened? You know, I really don't think well, so. I, I think mean, Hamas, first of all, brother, they, there is no private property. There is no life. You, If you are not a member of Hamas, you are truly a slave. So the difference is at least uh, George Bush has the benefit of, of, of giving you the illusion of, of, of private property and of a say in a republic. They don't even go so far as to entertain that. So to me, I think, after, I think Sean. there's a big difference. They here's the other after. difference. Well, here's the difference. There is no difference between a Democrat or George Bush. That I'll believe. Thank you very much, Mark in Oklahoma. I appreciate the call. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean, good evening. good evening. I just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, oh, thank you, brother. Uh, it's time for the family, man. And uh, that's what I wanted to call about. Cause yes, I don't thank know you. I appreciate it. Talk tomorrow, but that's what, have a good one, okay? Thanks, you Sean. too, and you and your family as well. Enjoy your family. Nice part about my family, I go by my wife and her whole family. Not a fracking rat scallywag. 
Not a Biden voter in the bunch. I love that. I absolutely love it. Sharon and DuPage. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Wonderful. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. 74 years young and still going. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Five times as smart as Susan Sarandon. And something tells me you're wearing a bra. Go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. Two things. I um, so today is my birthday. We went into just to visit some old stomping grounds and some family members and have a late lunch. And I was in Elmhurst and Elmwood Park, um, wow. west side of Chicago, Grand and Harlem, Grand, uh, North Avenue and Harlem, the old Sears Tower or not Sears. I've Tower, been arrested North. in every one of those towns. Every one of those areas. Go ahead. <laughs> and I thought about you, and I so so I was visiting my late husband's family that his their father started a business in the late 60s and over the you know the old montclair theater on grand avenue in that area in that yeah and and the business is still around it's you know evolved and and branched off and large family and they've got two or three different businesses and i was talking to one of the older brothers and he and his wife and they were telling me and this is all since by course it's gotten so bad for them. They're constantly getting notices from the government, you know, about, and they, they don't have a lot of employees, this, that, and the other, you know, notices about, you, are you doing this right? Are you doing, and I, and I was going to say that they're trying to put you out of business. Oh, absolutely. And, and before I could say it, my sister-in-law said, they want to put us out of business. I said, that's exactly right. They got an attorney. They're fighting it. And, they, and, and the attorney even knows how they play these games. They said, just keep fighting. You can't give in. So well, I'm going. I'm going through it. I'm going through. It. There's two trains. There's two ideologies. Two. Two. I'm of two minds, and I'll tell you what that is. I'm going through it in Elmhurst, mm-hmm. and I will tell mm-hmm. you what. At a certain point, why give them the fracking tax dollars? Because those stores stay open. The sales mm-hmm. tax gets sent to the state every month. Every month you mm-hmm. have to pay it twice. In, in the at least in the in the tobacco business you do. You got one tobacco tax and a sales tax. Every month in the whole nine at a certain point you realize you don't own the store, you're just the manager. It's like real estate, it's like real estate in Illinois. You don't own it. You're just mm-hmm. the groundskeeper. That's all you are. You're the property manager who strokes the check. And when you start to think about all of the ways in which that money, once given, is misappropriated, at that point, why? Why enrich them? So, you know, d- mm-hmm. don't feel bad about closing. A business. We, uh, my grandfather, forty some years, maybe fifty. I don't even know. He opened it in the forties. We closed it in the in in two thousand, and I think after my uncle died in '03. And for the last fifteen years, he was just throwing his savings in there. And at a certain yeah. point, he should have cut. He should have cut twenty years ago. He should have sold it. And that's the point. And that's what it's like when you live in a feudal system. And what people don't understand, when Democrat thieves like Ed Burke and the the short-in-the-pants mafia are the government, it's a feudal system. And what's fun to watch for me is they're learning it, in particular the transvestite club. Okay, 40 years you were in business. Now you got the transvestites, you're gonna, oh, you're gonna unionize. And they want all these demands. Now we're out of business. That's what the future is in a feudal system. That's why Democrat areas can only exist on government subsidies and charity because they kill the honest business person. And at a certain point, why, why give them the money? The sad, sad truth, and people were realizing it, but they're kind of caught up in this. And this particular in-law, they want, they have a number of the family members have gone to Florida, and they want to go 
But, you know, there's, there's that, well, what are we going to do with this? At some point, I think they're just going to cut and run and go to Florida. And they're Good. getting close to that. Sharon, everybody here, I was just I was just on the, I, I don't even want to, I, I was around the building. And, I mean, a ton, New York, but Illinois, all of them mm-hmm. think like me and you. They don't want anything to even do with their Democrat relatives. So that's a good sign for Florida. Bad one for, for Illinois. But the bad one, the bad sign of all was the dailies, was the Chicago Democrats for 100 years, was the Pritzkers. Everybody knew about the tapes, the hours on, on, on with uh, Rod Blagojevich. They don't care. They know the ties. They know the bank scandals, Superior Bank and the rest of it. They don't care. So get what you want. Thank you, Sharon. I went well, on. Well, wait, wait, wait. One, one last quick, quick comment uh, on Israel. I was fortunate enough when I still worked back in the late 90s, my company sent me to Israel, and I thought I knew a lot about, by this time I was conservative, I thought I knew a lot of stuff. Nothing like going over there, talking to the people that are Americans that have moved over there, they're Israelis, they're Jewish, they moved over there to live there to fight the fight. Nothing like going over there and talking to these people and really understanding. And Susan Sarandon should go over there and get her eyes open. How about the, what is it, 20% of Israel is Muslim? They don't live under Sharia yeah. law. They don't kill them. They get to yeah. vote. They live like every other Israeli. But now, now Israel's the bad guy. Where are the, where's yeah. the Jewish community with rights or the Christian community with rights in Palestine? No, they, they have Thank stories. You. The, the people that I worked with that were Jewish that lived over there, the older gentlemen, they had stories like, like little fables they would tell you. And it would be, just be like, oh, I get yeah. it now. I understand. It's yeah. tribalism. And Go they back to when you. they made up that phony religion of hate. Go back to the beginning. After all, they didn't really create it until after 600. I think it was 622. Ooh, you're thousands of years. Shut up, morons dressed like yard gnomes. When I do this, you go to commercial. What do you Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. A squirrel, this isn't your first date. Pay attention to the signal, jerky. Jeff in Rockford. Hey, Sean. Yes. I heard I heard a little something about uh, something having to do with that J6 committee or the whole J6 thing today. You mean the greatest PSYOP ever perpetrated on American shores? Is that what you're talking about? You mean are you talking about yeah, uh, this? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying no. No. You're saying no. Not violence orchestrated by FBI sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. These buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. You, and you, deployed you, onto our capital on January 6th. Yeah. Made, Your day is coming, Mr. Major Ray. The greatest PSYOP perpetrated on American shores. A faux insurrection. A coup d'etat of bureaucracy meant to use a, as a weapon so that we didn't pursue the most obvious election theft in this country's history. It's referred to as the Biden administration. You mean that? Yeah. So, yeah. Sean, I'd like for you to try to get this Clay Higgins on as, as a guest. I bet he would come on the way he was sounding when I heard him today. He was with a local guy down there in, in Louisiana. 
I bet he'd come on because he wants to get this out. All right, we'll see what we can do. I appreciate it, Jeff. The honey money is on everything. Tony, Downers Grove. John, three things. One, I'm tired of hearing about the good Palestinians. You know what? Get right. out there and condemn Hamas, and then and then I'll believe you. Number two, have a good Thanksgiving. Number three, St. Charles Borromeo, West Melrose Park. Take care, John. <laughs> there is no West Melrose. There's Stone Park Light and then Melrose Park. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so The expectations of having a Democrat in any office is economic failure. This, unfortunately, has been adopted nationwide. As America was downgraded, and it's not even a blurb, the cost of the downgrade is yet to be determined. One thing is for certain, the predictions of debt to GDP, already a staggering 130-plus amount, is 187% in 20 years. These are the same idiots, though, that told us it wouldn't be bad if we kept borrowing money to make the payments. How does it end? Feudalism. You can refer to it now as Bidenomics. After all, it's named after a bust-out who never made any money unless he sold out to the communist parties abroad. My next guest knows this all too well. He writes about it on a daily basis. We're lucky to have him. He is an economist of character and dignity. You can read him at the Heritage Foundation. He is E.J. and Tony. How are you, kid? Sean, you're too kind. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, whenever I see man hands Janet Yellen, all I think about is, God, I hope her husband's at a strip joint. In the meantime, when she comes out and doesn't even talk about the fact we've been downgraded because they have to borrow money to fake the, and make the payments. This is something I think other people should pick up other than a conservative, brilliant, and very handsome talk show host on uh, Chicago Radio at night. Well, I think you're only describing yourself that way because it's true. But you know, that, be that as it may, you know, it, it's amazing that Yellen can sit there when she's got all this information at her fingertips and say things like, "Oh, you know, the economy is very strong. We can afford to pay for two wars. Uh, you know, the the current uh, cost of financing the debt is perfectly sustainable." And meanwhile, everyone else in their right mind is sitting there saying. Absolutely not. None of that is true. And that's how you get things like a rating agency begin to say, you know what? Maybe American debt is no longer worthy of a AAA rating. Well, that's exactly how I feel. And this is why the explanation for a creation of something told to be a currency that only a handful of entities recognize it a currency is worth 36,000 U.S. dollars. You know, this is something that gets lost in the conversation. And I've listened to talk show hosts when I come into the station, and they, they, they scream and rally against cyber currency. And I don't care what the personal choice is. But ultimately, philosophically, somebody needs to talk about the lack of confidence in the American dollar. And the only reason these currencies are even of any value to anyone, select though they may be, is because ultimately, whether instinctively or through the understanding of economics, 
human beings, specifically Americans, do not have faith in their government, and that's the greatest tell of all. And yet it's never discussed. Right, right. And, you know, Sean, someone was... uh was trying to tell me not that long ago that gold would be a terrible monetary system because its price goes up and down uh, you know, so much, so chaotically, so frequently. And I said, but what is gold priced in? It's priced in dollars. And don't you, haven't you noticed that all commodities go up and down pretty violently yes. and that the amount of gold it takes to buy things, on the other hand, does not actually change that much over time? So this idea that somehow it's a problem with this market or that market or the, you know, the problem with oil, let's say, is the trouble in the Middle East, whatever the case may be, you name the market, they'll come up with an excuse. But at the end of the day, if it's priced in dollars, there's your problem. Now, the reality of, of the fact of the predicament we're in and the fact that we have um, not only allowed the, the, the true blessings of American natural resources to be governed by people who do not want to see the American economy or the American people thrive, but that through this corrupt system of pretending we have a marketplace in OPEC or the oil business, we ironically have enriched these 7th century barbarians and they take the money and they kill decent people. I'm wondering, can any part of the failings of our economic scheme be picked up by the masses and could there be a push on the government to change direction, or when you see Republicans write the blank check, there's nothing we can do to stop the eventual bankruptcy of America. Yeah, you know, I, I hope and pray that we have we are not so far near the edge that our momentum is just going to take us over the falls. But you know that that's the big fear that we are in that kind of debt death spiral where we are borrowing money just to pay the interest on the debt, and and the idea is that. You know, it's it's much like if you have a credit card, you rack up so much debt on the credit card, Sean, that eventually the financing charges alone are more than you can afford to pay on that card. And at that point, you're never going to get out of debt. In fact, you're eventually going to get into collection. And so are, are we headed that way in the U.S.? Absolutely. Are we there yet? No, not yet. But the question is, how much longer do we have to go? Well, the funny thing is, when they um, they lower the credit rating to of America... That just means that we're going to pay more. That doesn't mean that they're going to stop issuing credit. See, the nice thing about uh, uh, private economics is that it's like being a drug addict. Eventually, you overdose, and you just don't get credit access to bury yourself any further in credit. When you overdose on drugs, you're dead. But ultimately, a country like ours can really continue down this train to where we not only emulate Japan, which used to be a punchline, among people who have uh, economic understandings. But to ultimately, we quadruple the problem we're in. That has to be the intention. Because these guys who are making these decisions, they know what you and I know. Is that just the play that we're just going to continue to do it until nobody really cares? Because the reality is, we're in a predicament now where in 1960, debt to GDP was 52%, and the people went crazy. The body politic in this country forever changed the trajectory, and it introduced such uh, values that not only Reagan displayed, but people who were elected in local offices did. In 1980, it was 34% the debt to GDP. We're sitting at at least, if I'm kind, 127%, really 137%. I mean, is it that the American people are just stupid? 
and they don't give a rip anymore, that most of them are happy because the beauty of Democrats is they know how to keep their morons happy. Just jack up food stamps. And that's what they've done. Food stamps and entitlements get raises every time bad economic news gets comes out. And they, they've middled it. They've middled it perfectly. And now they are the party of the morons and the corrupt Wall Street subsidized, right? Well, Sean, I have no doubt that plenty of voters out there are, are quite frankly stupid. And that may sound harsh, but it's true. I mean, if you look at some of the people who get elected, there are a few other explanations besides that. The, the only other possibility is that these people have been so thoroughly lied to since their youth that they are incapable of making rational decisions when it comes to electing people to public office. Neither of those are, are obviously uh, you know, very positive outcomes. The war on poverty not only was an unmitigated failure, but actually increased the so-called number of people on poverty. What the new politics has has managed to do is pay people not in poverty. So now that we have 63% of Americans subsidized, and you've got, what, 24 million working directly for the federal government when you include municipalities and, and contractors and companies that exist solely on government funding, do we know the real numbers of Americans that derive their sustenance directly or indirectly from government? Do we have that number? It's it's over half. And, you know, it depends on how broadly you want to define it, Sean. But even if you go by a very conservative definition, you still arrive at over half of Americans, which is really, really scary. Because now how on earth do you rein this in, right? How, how on earth do you unring that bell? Because you, the only way to actually claw back government at this point is going to be you have to convince people to let go of their government handouts. And that's going to be insanely hard. You're, you're basically, in, from an election position, you're trying to run against Santa Claus every November. Now, you know, we've talked about it, you and I have talked about it, because there's a, there's, there's a rewriting of history under Reaganomics. And this is the part that really aggravates me, as uh, the Federal uh, Reserve now has power even greater than it had in the 80s. But when they had Adolf Paul Volcker, I love the fact that he dropped the name Adolf. That's actually his first name. And he went by Paul Volcker. Adolf Paul Volcker was a quasi-Keynesian. And he fought with the administration, who immediately upon taking office in January... Um, lowered interest rates. Do you see any indication that the people who make up the most important non-government entity in America, called the Federal Reserve, will somehow be restrained from bankrupting the American businessman? Because the worst-kept secret in all of America is that the corporate debt is going to destroy the quality of life in America if we continue on this trajectory in the next four months. Do you think that the people who make up the Fed are aware and want to stop it, or they're aware and they want it to happen? What do you think? Oh, goodness. I, I honestly think these people are just so incompetent that, that they're not aware. I mean, look at Trump. Look at commercial real estate, for crying out loud. Yeah. That has turned into such a ticking time bomb. And if you look at the banks and their balance sheets, who actually holds the bulk of that debt? Not only do they hold most of it, but as a percentage of their assets, uh, you know, those those commercial real estate backed bonds make up a huge portion of their portfolio. It's all the regional banks. It's all the exact same banks that started getting into trouble, you know, back in March. 
In other words, the whole banking crisis got papered over by the Fed's emergency lending, and it's not over. In fact, we're not even through the worst of it yet. I I don't think these people have any clue. In fact, the reporter actually asked uh, Jerome Powell at the last Fed press conference, what are you guys going to do when your emergency lending facility to banks, when those loans start coming due this March, March 2024, and those banks aren't eligible for loans anymore? He literally said, we haven't thought that far ahead. I'm not kidding. That's outrageous. The chairman of the Federal Reserve said we haven't thought that far ahead. It's only a few months away. This is the same guy who said we're navigating by the stars and cloudy skies. I mean, the ridiculousness and the and the the lack of questioning by these people who give you um, um, not just bad answers, but fraudulent answers, because it's fraud. I mean, to be honest with you, the Federal Reserve, in my opinion, practices fraud. They profit from the policies, um, the, the middling of the problem enriches these key members and the entity itself and the entity is not really the federal government yet it hides under that umbrella name it is a entity of fraud and until the american people demand that there be some sort of repercussions for this we're just going to continue to be useful idiots and slaves to the problem but there are no mistakes in my opinion so when you're watching a case of the government going after private citizens and bank agreements in which there was no default and you see that select governments have the power to bring people up on charges because they overvaluated property and banks agreed with them that is the exact opposite of what happened in 2008 in fact people who signed promissory notes were somehow the victims but ultimately when you see this happening this is what's going to happen to very specific customers of wealth this is what i see happening when commercial real estate collapses now they'll go after people and said you overvalued the money and the bank's the victim and i think this can lead to the end of private property the way america has known it in the past am i reaching or too conspiratorial in your opinion no sean not at all look at look at every time we have a major financial crisis in this country and every single one of them have literally been caused by the Federal Reserve in their wild gyration of of interest rates where they cause all of these asset bubbles. But every time that happens, what's the response? It's never to reel in government. It's never to prevent the the cause, which, again, is is the federal government's interference. No, that's never the answer. The answer is always more of the same. The answer is always more interference. The answer is always the revocation of additional property rights where the government can now tell you even more what you can do with your money or how much money you can even have. I, uh, I, I'm experiencing something when, when we read the news that is kind of new to me. I was unaware that municipal governments were unfettered in the restraints in which they spend tax money. When you look at overarching rules of finance in government, can municipalities take the money that they derive from the local uh, uh, taxpayers and steer it towards any direction they want? Are there any restraints on municipalities funneling money to their friends to enrich them for a problem like immigration? Or are there restraints on this? I didn't know that these local neighborhoods could take the money that they're, they're barely uh, above ground anyway and just steer them wherever they want. Isn't this something that maybe the federal government or somebody should investigate? Because that plays into our national debt as these municipalities then need to 
be funded by federal government. I mean, are there any restraints on any of this, or is it just where you live, the powers that be in the local mayor, they're gods? Well, Sean, all, all of those things come down to, to state law. There, there really aren't federal laws uh, that, that codify that. So it's on a state-by-state basis. Most states require some kind of, of voter approval. Um, you know, sometimes that's just, you know, on Election Day, there's, there's an extra question on your ballot asking, hey, can we float bonds to spend on X? Of course, it's usually written in very vague language so the politicians can get away with spending whatever they want. But, Sean, one other way in which these municipal bonds have really added to the federal debt is the fact that they encourage people to invest there instead of investing in a taxable venture like commercial paper. And as a result, there is less federal tax revenue, which reduces how much money is coming into the federal government and increases the debt and therefore increases the debt, uh, the, excuse me, increases the deficit, which in turn increases the debt as well. When you watch the uh, receipts that used to be record setting just a few years ago, just three years ago, and now you see the receipts for uh, a taxable profit and workers is really abysmal. We're down $2 trillion from where we were just three years ago. Yet the spending is $9 trillion up from 6 prior to COVID when we were setting those record revenue. And you see the so-called Republicans pass a continuing resolution. Do they understand what they just did? And shouldn't people start talking about the failing revenue? that the government is getting compared to 2019? Sean, it's such a great point. Not only is spending moving in the wrong direction, revenue is as well, as you just said. And the the politicians seem completely blind to the fact. You show them these numbers, and it's like they've never seen them before. And then you sit there scratching your head, wondering to yourself, how is it that these are the people in charge? They don't even understand what they're in charge of. 40% to 60%. Is the cost of Thanksgiving dinner inflation. 40% to 60. Bigger than it's been in recent memory. Um, people talked about it the first year Biden um, grabbed the office, that it was um, 19% higher. Do you think this is going to be an undeniable, massive inflated cost to good American people who were too stupid to pay attention when it was 19%? Do you think there will be any repercussions after this kind of inflation on uh, a dinner like Thanksgiving? I, I think so. I, I, have, I have never heard so many people in, in a non-economic context start talking about the price of food and how food is unaffordable and how they're having to do things like invite fewer people to Thanksgiving dinner or they're having to make less food or they're making less expensive food, whatever the case may be. They're having to adapt in all these different ways because it's finally dawning on them, I think, how much yes. they're suffering from the hidden tax of inflation. Now, since the scandal has broken of uh, Paul Pelosi, the drunkard, as I like to call him, Stinky Hammers Paul, at my house, we have the Paul Pelosi bird. We uh, stick a can of beer up its ass and deep fry it. How do you eat it at your house? (laughs) I I leave all the uh, cooking decisions to uh, people who are much better cooks than I am. I love it. Do you have an article coming out about Thanksgiving and the rising cost at Heritage? I, I, I do, as a matter of fact. should be out tomorrow. All right, very good. And feel free to use the Paul Pelosi bird at your house. Uh, you could tell him you heard it on Chicago Radio. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> he is E.J. Antoni. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back.
This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. California woman stabs boyfriend 100 times, then stabs the dog, not the dog, and her psychiatrist. Says cannabis is to blame. All right, I'm game. She's got to be a lot of fun at the party. Bob in Buffalo Grove, you were fun at the party, too. Yes, it's great to see you. Great to see John Anthony. Yeah. And, uh, You're Dan aging Bob beautifully is, like you never leave the basement. And there was the lady in white. Oh, Amy. How about that outfit? Uh, oh, it was unbelievable the way she looked. Uh, easy, really easy, easy. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, now, what about me? Wasn't I, didn't, you, didn't you like the ensemble? Nothing? Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Go ahead, and okay. I, I, I don't know if you heard uh, this morning, uh, uh, I was listening to Dan and Amy, and Dan, um, Amy teased Dan that somebody ought to uh, fork up some money to buy. Um, yeah, did you see uh, that outfit he had on? He looked like he was cleaning out the garage, and someone reminded him he had to be somewhere. Spectacular. Yeah. Okay, here's my question for you. I don't know if you talked about it earlier in your program. Uh, they didn't talk about it this morning because they didn't have the new numbers in. But let me offer that. The war in Chicago continues on, and we had some big numbers this weekend. I don't know. Impress me. 11 dead. All right. 11 dead this weekend. How many shot? I don't know what the shot number was. It's 18. The one that stood out. It's 18. Big deal. We've had 50 people shot on a weekend. It doesn't make national news. It's Chirac. People expect it to happen. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then... um, uh, I sat in on a couple of the um, um, what, what you, breakout sessions and heard uh, John Anthony, Charles um, Thomas, and uh, Pastor Corey Brook, and um, they discussed um, some of the uh, cultural issues. And um, I had always, an opportunity uh, to meet Charles Thomas, who I've, admi- I've I've liked for years, and wonderful. Yeah, he, he what an absolutely great. wonderful guy, John Cass. It was great. It was great, and I was able to see some some. Uh, Girls I went to grade school with. It was phenomenal. I actually had a great time. Great. Thank you, Bob. Take care. All right. Yeah, sure. See you at the next one. Cream Puff Jim. You know, when I was listening to the the rats eating the wires of the cars, I was thinking about your car. How's that 1976 Caprice? Is it holding up or the rats eating? I got to get a jump. I got to get a jump. My neighbor, he's got the cables, but I I don't know where he he took off, I guess. Sure, no kidding. He probably went back to Venezuela. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the King James Version of the Bible at right. the beginning of the 17th century. Oh, boy. And the reason he did it, King James did it, he took the Scotch, and they swear they used the King James, he put them in Ulster. He colonized Ireland with those people. Yeah, I'm well aware of the Ulster But, the, pro- but the, pro- the problem with that was the Irish had a version of the Bible from 1,100 years before that. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever seen the book of Kells. <sighs> Uh, how Religion is not my strong point, but you know what I like about the anyway, story is you left off the part but who the Scots illust- are. But it's illustrated beautifully. Yeah. And if you notice, the Catholic Bible was always illustrated beautifully. Yeah, what do you think about this new Catholic stuff? The Vatican's doctrine office says an adult who identifies as transgender can receive the sacrament of baptism under the same conditions as any adult, as long as there's no risk of causing scandal or confusion. Now, is that in the King James, or was that in the older one? When did the yeah, transtesticals start to get baptized? That's a, that's a Catholic way. But think uh-huh. of this, Sean. Only, what is it, 0.06 of 
Uh-huh. About our entire population, 350 million. I mean, it's like five transgender people. Everybody makes a federal case out of it. It's no, absurd. It's, did I ever tell it's you when absurd. my grandmother passed away and the six foot three man dressed in a, in a skirt at Elmhurst <laughs> Hospital came in to eulogize a woman he didn't know? I'll tell you oh what, God, yeah. he's, lucky my, he's lucky my wife was there. She's got a good sense of humor. Have a good time, Crane Puff. Don't get your wires eaten. Thank you very much. Who's part of that cleanup crew at the city of Chicago? But did you? I actually don't know that. Never met Crane Puff, Jim. I don't know if he's skinny or fat, but something tells me he's got, he's got those stretch marks on his earlobes, and he's on a government pension. I'm, bet, I'm willing to bet, Squirrel. You know that rats could be under the hood of your car? It's very gross. They made this nest in Sienna Smith's car. The Lakeview resident parks in her neighborhood. The rats have actually chewed my wires four different times. All right, so let's check it out. Smith says the repeated rat damage has rung up a big bill. This. What happens to the rats with all the tents on the street? Because I'm looking at some videos of tents all over the streets of Chicago. That doesn't look good. However, maybe they're going to do something that politicians in this country can't do. The Daily Mail reporting Chicago is so bad, illegals are fleeing Chicago to return to Venezuela. They're going to go home and tell stories about the giant Chicago rats that seem to be eating cars. The whole thing costs $1,300. Very expensive rat problem. So why do rats like to nest and nibble on those wires? You can even see the droppings in there. Smith's mechanic, okay. Ken Ziolo of A&A Automobiles. I know what we could do, Squirrel. We capture the Chicago rats and we release them on the Hamas rats. And we put them in the tunnels under the hospitals. Hamas' use of hospitals is a systematic. You see, we solve problems here in the Sean Thompson Show, Squirrel. Hamas terrorists operate inside hospitals precisely because they know the IDF distinguishes between terrorists and civilians. Do the rats? I don't think the Chicago rats will. You know, the only one that has a good system, the way I see it, handling all of this problem of migration and illegal immigration, it's Poland. Are you saying you won't take migrants that are coming through Italy? Of course not. We won't. What we're saying is send them back. Okay. Simple as that. Poland is the only country in the European Union which we haven't had even one terrorist attack. We don't have stabbings. We don't have uh, rapes. We don't have all these really dangerous behaviors from migrants, illegal migrants. So our policy is very straight. Yeah, but you can't hire a phony company to kick you back 30% of an extremely expensive bill in the name of handling the illegal aliens. I'm sure it, it, the, these Polish guys haven't figured out exactly how to destroy the quality of life for all of your citizens the way Chicago Democrats have and the rest of the Democrats in America. George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, why would these migrants want to leave? We've got marijuana shops and gambling on every corner. Guaranteeing prices and customers. I like what you think. See, I see what he does. We got the smartest audience barring on. In the meantime, I'm still a fan of the Polish immigration system. Zero tolerance. We built a beautiful wall on our uh, on our border with Belarus, and there's no way anyone would enter Poland. When you see the data from Eurostat, not ours, from European Union, Poland is the safest country in Europe. This madness has to be stopped. It will be stopped by Poland. We stopped it. We we never let anyone to come illegally. Legally to Poland. Uh, when you see Polish people in London, we are here legally. We pay taxes. We contribute to the society. The best. They are the best neighbors. There's no question about it. That's the one of the beauties of Elmwood Park. 
one of the largest Polish communities of any municipality. They're wonderful neighbors, hardworking people. I can't say enough about them. And that'll be the saving grace of uh, areas where they're willing to vote for dimwits and diapers. They're willing to vote on scams that they know are scams, especially when it comes to eco-Nazism. They can't get enough of this golden goose of corruption. All across Canada, Europe, uh, in uh, Russia, Australia, massive fires because of the relationship of mass storms creating more brush to burn and so forth. It's almost like California, where your fires are started by professors and eco-Nazis, you know, like the ones that you hire to run the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, you Democrats, you're really, you're too smart for everybody. You're, you're, you're fooling only those with no character who are willing to sell out their country for a welfare check. You know, I like to tie things together, right? To me, it's all connected. The mafia is operating a multitude of different scams, which to me, which to me and you are atrocities, but they're really the goal of the mafia. Because for some reason, we've adopted the mind of a slave. We'll sell out every principle of this country and ourselves for some money. But ultimately, the evidence is there. We just have to figure out a way to communicate it to morons who are subjugated into Democrat sewers and then adapt to it. That's why when we talk to Bob and he says, did you talk about the Chicago shoot? For what? It doesn't matter to the people who live there. They keep voting Democrat. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. And that is what Victoria Newland, also known as the wood softener, admitted in front of a hearing of the Senate. I have no doubt after our meeting that President Yanukovych knows what he needs to do. Oh, no, that's just that's just when she tipped her hands when Yanukovych during the Civil War that uh, we helped start because Victoria Newland was giving the then protesters money and food. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities. See how careful she was to word that, Squirrel? That's why you have an opportunity now to stop it all and set us on the right trajectory. We don't need to wait for a presidential election. We have the majority in Congress. Do they have the fortitude to do anything about it? Mark and Oaklawn. Hey, Sean, how are you, my friend? Good, how are you, kid? I'm doing good. Hey, don't forget... Uh... Hillary Clinton and George Soros were a part of that Victoria Newland thing, too. The access you know, of evil. Over there. Hillary Clinton's yes, on they the were. The access yeah. of evil. You know, you pointed out Poland being a country of, uh, you know, they've got little integrity Character. and, you know, yeah, they got some morals. You know, it's the only country in Europe that there's no abortion over there. Abortion's illegal. And you know what, Sean? You talked about business, you know, making, making, uh, taking an evil and making money out of it. And, you know, they talk about over in this country about my body, my choice. No, it's not. It's all about money. That's all they care about. Why do you money. think Joe Biden, pay for too. Joe Biden, who has the lowest approval rating in any memory of anybody alive in this country, why do you think he's now spending more money on women's health? Because this is about more nonsense to fund what's important to some people who have no ideology, no principles, no standards. Votes. They're called Democrats. Votes. And they'll vote for anything as long as they get to kill their kid and feel normal about it. See, that's, the, yeah. that, that's, that's where you're going to get pushed. And it reminds me of how the continuing resolution was started. You know, an entire movement in this country was started over $80 billion in debt. It was called the original Barry Goldwater pushback against government. And it changed everything. 
And what happened? Now it's normal for Republicans to practice what we as a nation used to stand against. And that's exactly how you explain the abortion issue or the funding of oligarch corrupt governments around the world. Because it's normal now to have an American politician, a president, who has received bribery from enemies foreign and domestic. It's normal for an American president who's never made more than a couple hundred grand a year to live in multi-million dollar estates from congressmen to the White House. It's normal. We've normalized corruption, just like Chicago. John, you, you should come back here and run for public office. We need, Not, we need guys like who's you. Gonna, in, in, in Illinois? You know, it's funny, yeah. Mark. There was a young kid who, who was a smart kid, a wonderful kid, but he had the curse of youth. And he came up to me and he said, you know, you should talk about turning back Illinois. Well, I know too much about the Illinois Republicans. They're worse than the Washington Republicans. Look at the ones who have written and destroyed bills to fund abortion. Romney. I mean, uh, uh, Rauner. Bruce Rauner. And seven foot of stupid with, the, with, 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 please, the wife. Forget about it. And then you, you talk about the Durkins and the Bradys. I don't care if it's the skinnier or the fat. These are traitors to my beliefs who pretended to be Republicans. Only in Illinois, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer where the people have a point, where the people have principles. I, refer, I, I prefer the European countries. Look at the character in the Polish politicians. I don't know what he is. If he's a Republican, a Democrat, I don't know how he names himself. But what he is is somebody who knows right from wrong. Thank you very much, my friend. Is, that, is this show over, Schwab? Oh, good, because I want to I keep going. I want to keep going. Because Victoria Nuland, by the way, this all happened under Obama, just like the dimwit in diapers, Joe Biden. All of this is the Obama third term. We know that. The problem is, what have we done to stop a fourth term? Because now Republicans are afraid to stand on the principle of everything we stand by, whether it's fiscal responsibility, the unalienable life of everybody, especially the babies, or whether it's voter integrity. They're afraid to talk about all three. Now, you could sympathize with them and, oh, I understand, and there's wrongful persecution, prosecution. There's malicious, open, notorious Democrat sewer areas. None of it's going to matter if we all bow, if we all just go along to get along. It's the problem about giving away principles. Before you know it, you forgot how to stand for them. We'll be back in 21 hours to do just that. And I am not going to call for any kind of ceasefire until baby Kiefer is brought back. Let's have a Hamas abortion. We'll be back in 21. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.